Welcome to the Renewing the Center podcast. My name is Chris McDaniel, and we want to thank you for joining us today. Here at Renewing the Center, we're answering God's call to work for the spiritual renewal of the church. For more information, visit renewingthecenter.org. We're glad to have you with us today. Now, let's make some space for God's renewing work. Today on the podcast, we're going to look at James chapter 1, specifically verses 19 to 27. You must understand this, my beloved. Let everyone be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to anger, for your anger does not produce God's righteousness. Therefore, rid yourselves of all sordidness and rank growth of wickedness, and welcome with meekness the implanted word that has the power to save your souls. But be doers of the word, and not merely hearers who deceive themselves. For if any are hearers of the word and not doers, they are like those who look at themselves in a mirror. For they look at themselves, and on going away, immediately forget what they were like. But those that look, who look into the perfect law, the law of liberty, and persevere, being not hearers who forget, but doers who act, they will be blessed in their doing. If any think they are religious, and do not bridle their tongues, but deceive their hearts, their religion is worthless. Religion that is pure and undefiled before God the Father is this, to care for orphans and widows in their distress, and to keep oneself unstained by the world. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Father, I pray for my friends today that you would help all of us as we sit here to listen to what you would say through your word. I pray, God, that you would open up our hearts and our ears to be attentive to you. God, we pray that you would give us insight, Lord, specifically into a subject that for many of us might be somewhat challenging and difficult. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So this is a a tricky passage of scripture um, because it gets at maybe one of the most challenging parts of many of us for our spiritual formation, which is learning to bridle our tongue and learning how to engage our anger in the right way. And so the writer says, uh, James, the brother of Jesus says, let everyone be quick to listen, slow to speak and slow to anger. And I think what he's getting at there by speaking about speech and anger is that looseness of speech is oftentimes connected to unrestrained emotion or anger. Too often, it's an uncontrolled anger that causes us to speak too quickly or to say things that are hurtful or damaging to other people. And so James tells us to be slow to speak slow to anger. And this is really good advice, though sometimes it's difficult to follow. I I once heard somebody say, you've got two ears and one mouth. Do the math. Uh, We're meant to listen more than we speak. Um, Here's another good piece of advice from one of the apocryphal books in the middle between the Old and New Testament in some Anglican uh, Bibles. The, the writer says, be quick to hear, but be deliberate in answering. If you have understanding, answer your neighbor. But if not, put your hand on your mouth. Put your hand on your mouth. Sometimes that's what's needed to refrain from sinning in our speech when we're angry. You know, I'm thinking about um, this idea of being slow to speak and slow to anger. And um, that phrase, in the heat of the moment, when people say, you know, I just, I didn't plan to say it. It was, we were just in the heat of the moment. That comes to mind. I think James is admonishing us to hold our speech when we're in the heat of the moment. And y'all, the truth of the matter is, uh, life occasionally gets you into spaces to where your emotions are running hot. You can't avoid that. We can't just 
step out of any provocative space. We've got to know how to be when we are in heat of the moment type spaces. And the only way to hold your tongue is to decide ahead of time that when you're triggered, you're going to step back and take some extra time. And so I think a really good question in front of all of us as we sit with a passage like this is, do I take adequate space before responding, especially when I'm anger, when I'm full of anger or when I'm triggered? I can think back to a couple of occasions in my own life where my speaking out in the moment of heat caused me to wound and injure people that I really loved and cared for. I didn't know how to control my emotions, uh, so I gave full vent to my anger. And oftentimes I said things that I didn't even really believe or didn't really even mean. And yet it's really hard to take back and heal when you've wounded people, when you've acted out in anger and said things that ultimately were really damaging. I believe the Lord in this passage is inviting believers like you and me to recognize anger, to recognize our tendency toward careless speech, and to begin to learn how to control our tongues when we feel stirred in our hearts when we're angry. Some would say that we can't control our emotions. I uh, talk to people all the time that just say, it's just who I am. But James certainly holds to a different view. See, he believes, and I believe this is fundamentally true, that God's grace impacts our entire person, including the words that we speak when we're upset. So let's, let's hear what James says about why we shouldn't be angry. He says, for your anger does not produce the righteousness of God. And the simple point that he's making here is that our anger doesn't bring about the good thing that God desires. Basically, we sin Often, when we give ourselves into anger, primarily our sins springing from anger, um, manifest in these ways a lack of listening, blanket statements, accusations, um, fast speech, and a host of other behaviors that tear down rather than build up. So think about some instances in your life, maybe even recently, where you have lashed out or you have sinned in anger. See, James' comment, about getting rid of sordidness and the rank growth of wickedness. These are connected to what he just said about sins of anger. I would guess that he's thinking of violence, gossip, slander, malice, evil speech. And the word in the Greek language for rid yourselves of these things is the same kind of word that they would have used when you were taking off clothes that were torn or soiled. What a great image. He's basically saying that when you sin with your mouth in anger, you're wearing dirty garments and you need to take those dirty garments off. And when we take those dirty garments off, we make room for good growth, for clean growth to occur in our lives, for good things, sweet smelling things to come into our life, things that come from God. But we have to note that James is not saying that we should never, ever, ever be angry, that it's always wrong to be angry. This is where James is making a statement, almost in the spirit of the wisdom literature of the Bible. He's flowing poetically because we know actually that elsewhere in the New Testament even, we're told that in our anger, we're meant to refrain from sin. So it's possible to be angry and not sin. So James is not actually, or the scripture is not actually saying we should never ever be angry or feel that emotion. What he's saying is you have to pay attention to what anger can do in you, what it can produce in you. And take ownership over the fact that God's inviting you to grow. Maybe especially when you are angry. Then he says, the writer says, to welcome, that we're called to welcome with meekness the implanted word of God. What an amazing picture. 
James is here painting a picture of slowing down and opening ourselves up to God that we're like receiving, um, like a garden that would receive a seed sown into its soil that has the power to grow, to transform, to save us. And so when God helps us, what happens? James says, when you grow, you become a doer of God's word. Effectively, what he's saying is this, when we begin to grow and be transformed, renewed in our center, that we become the kind of people whose actions line up with the good thing that God desires. Our actions and God's word begin to come into agreement. We become people of integrity. And I love that word integrity because it speaks to us of integration, of a, a, a connectedness. And James uses a picture of a mirror to describe God's words to us. But here's the thing. What he's saying here is that everyone has access to the mirror, but some look into the mirror and forget, and others look into the mirror and they remember. But we have to remember what God's talking about. In this instance, James is being used by God to speak to us about the word of God that comes to us concerning anger and our speech. The writer is suggesting that we've all just heard God speak to us. That God has said, be slow to speech, slow to anger, quick to listen. And He's the Lord has said, our anger doesn't produce the righteous life that God requires. So what he's saying is, are you willing to look into the mirror? The truth that I just said, that I just read, is a mirror. The truth is a mirror. The truth that we're meant to refrain from sin when we're angry, that's the word of God. Will we look at that truth and continue looking at it? Or will we look into that truth and then walk away and forget what we heard and sin in our anger? I think this is a real opportunity for you and me to think about our actual lives, our actual lived experience. Do I look into the mirror, the truth of God's word that says, don't sin in your anger, be slow to speak when you're angry, and do I forget? Do I get caught up in the heat of the moment? Or do I continue to look? And I want you to think about this. The writer says, if you look into the mirror and keep looking, an invitation to press in, you are like one who looks and remembers. Here's what James actually says in verse 25. But those who look into the perfect law, the law of liberty, and persevere, being not hearers who forget, but doers who act, they will be blessed in their doing. See, when we persevere, we'll be blessed in our doing, i.e. our relationships, the way we actually live, the things we do and say will be clean. And I just want to say to you that I've experienced major transformation in this area of my own life, and it's made all the difference. Watched the Lord reign in my tongue. And I believe that the Lord wants you and me to be the kinds of people who say, Lord, I don't want to just look into the mirror, but I want to remember. I want to hear and remember. And I just want to say to you, the mirror the Lord is putting up in front of us in this passage is I don't want you to be mastered by anger. So I want you to hold up before the Lord, maybe the places in your life where you feel angry, where you feel afraid. And right now, with all that's going on in our country, many of us on all sides of the aisle feel afraid, feel angry, feel a, a compulsion maybe even to lash out in our anger. 
The Lord wants us to be the kinds of people who trust him, who look into the mirror where we then see a reflection of God's best for us that says, I do not have to be mastered by anger, and then trust him. Father, I pray for my friends, and I ask you to give each one of us grace. I ask you to help meet each and every one of us in this place. I pray that we would be the kinds of people who look to you and remember, who hear your word that says we don't have to be owned by anger or compulsion. And give us grace today to step back, to take some space, and to look to you again. In Jesus' name, amen. If you would like to continue meditating on what you heard today, take some time to recall an idea or an image that encouraged or challenged you in this episode. When things stand out to us in God's Word, or in our lives, or in what we're reading, or in devotional talks, it often means that God is offering us His help and His guidance. When you have your idea or image in mind, carry it with you as a prayer, coming back to it in the spaces throughout your day. How does it speak to you and where you are right now? What does it say about God and what He wants for you? Speak to Him about these things. Listen for his still small voice and respond to him as simply and as honestly as you can. Thanks for listening. We look forward to having you back here again with us next time at Renewing the Center. Mm-hmm.